amazing to be in this place, and uh, we believe God has a purpose for all of us, and a miracle is about to happen wherever you are. You may be seated, you may be seated. Uh, you know, I was so amazed, and uh, up to now I'm so amazed and so shocked to see how the man of God, Prophet Justice Hala, could, uh, you know, speak the mysteries. That was wonderful. I've never heard something like that. I've walked with God for so many years, since I was eight years. I began to prophesy from that age, but this is so phenomenal. Just come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ. This is phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I, feel like I have nothing to say. All I can do again is to invite him again and ask him some few questions. Come on, welcome back. Come on, welcome, Prophet Justice Hala. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Come on, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Just give the Lord a clap offering of praise once again. You may be seated. You may be seated. You know, that there is one thing that I want you to understand. This is, this is so amazing. Amen. This is very amazing. Amen. I've never seen something like, absolutely this is outstanding. You know, man of God, when I heard you, you were saying something that is so touching. You know, you spoke something about uh, prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, and he also spoke something about evangelists. And he said, we have got all these ministries, but then the world is so much busy emphasizing on false prophets. And he also mentioned something like, uh, we have got uh, also false teachers, false but then you mentioned something that touched my spirit. You said, the Bible says they shall also be teachers, false teachers of the law. Can you explain something about that? I, you know, I'm telling you there's something that I want you to understand about this, that I, I, I got it in my own way. Um, how, how can you explain about this, about uh, false teachers of the law? Um, before I... I explain this. Let me appreciate the presence of God in this in this place. Uh, let me appreciate the privilege, man of God, that God has given us, and that I can be with you on such a beautiful moment as this one. I always never take it for granted because the grace is just too much on you because you are a prophet. And this is what we are communicating, sir. Much as we have false teachers, we have false prophets, we also have false teachers. And the Bible indicates beware of the teachers of the law. And the Bible speaks most about Pharisees. Now, that's where my, my, my emphasis is. The Bible says beware of false teachers. So the Bible also warns about false teachers. Yes, he, and he you does. know, I also remember there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about that uh, in the last days people shall heap up their own teachers, mm -hmm. 
who shall only satisfy them with their teaching. So which means also, it's not only prophets that are, the Bible says there shall be false prophets. Mm -hmm. We also, in these last days, we shall also have false teachers of the law who shall come and Absolute. teach you and say they shall, uh, uh, don't believe in prophets. Because my emphasis um, uh, is about, you know, the Bible talks something. It says the way of false teachers. Then the Bible also speaks about uh, in the last days there shall be false prophets. And I'm, I'm aware about that. And then the Bible speaks of how you shall know these false prophets. The Bible says, you shall know them because they shall come and say, I am he. So you find out that in these last days, whether it's a true prophet, whether he acknowledges Jesus Christ, whether he acknowledges the Holy Spirit, uh, the mentality of people is, is a false prophet. But the Bible says you shall know them because they shall come and say, I am he. Meaning to say they are God. Okay. So it's amazing to see how the world is so ignorant about the things of the spirit. They, they can't say this is a, a false priest, it's a false uh, bishop, is a false pastor, is a false teacher. But all the emphasis in the world is on false prophets. So that's where there is my emphasis um, because most of Christians, they are brainwashed mm -hmm. and, and uh, the devil knows that the only ministry that exposes the devil, that strapped the devil naked, it is the prophetic ministry. Okay. So the, 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 uh, the people in the world, they are fighting the prophetic because they know that once they go the prophetic, God is going to reveal the deep secrets of God and um, once God reveals the secrets, and uh, the people's secrets will be exposed. So the only weapon of mass destruction the devil is using, it is discouragement. You know, the only three weapons the devil is using in these last days in the prophetic movement. Okay, three, three weapons the devil is using. Three weapons. To destroy the prophetic movement. And, and I call them the three Ds. Three Ds. Yes. Three Ds. Three Ds. Three weapons. The we devil uses to destroy the prophetic ministry in our generation now. In our generation. Major, can you please, we need to know these three weapons. And so now, that we may be very, very careful to handle this prophetic ministry because we are convicted. From today, we want to be connected to this prophetic ministry. You know, I love this man of God. And I knew him a long time ago. And he is a true prophet of God. And you know, a major prophet like me, I can't be talking to a, a junior prophet on this big. You know what I mean? So this man, I knew him for, I have known him for so, for so long time. And uh, we have grown up together in the prophetic ministry. Amen. And one thing that I, I, I have understood with this man, it is he also understands prophetic ministries and mysteries. Now listen, the three days I'm talking about, and I want you to listen very careful if you're watching me right now or you are in this, uh, 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 this show, we're talking about the importance of a prophet. The, the first D that the devil uses, it is disappointment. And once the devil disappoints you in a prophetic ministry, that's the end of you. You have to understand that it's not only the devil that's going to come like, and you stand there and begin to disappoint you. The devil can use anybody. He can even use pastors. He can even use the same person, the same uh, person you trust as your friend, or the same neighbor, or the same classmate, or schoolmate, or family mate, anybody. You know, the Bible talks about the disciples of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, when this Bartimaeus was about to get his healing from Jesus Christ, 
The Bible said there were some uh, disciples who were stopping him from shouting, Master, have mercy on me. I remember, I remember, I remember. Now, that's a disappointment. If Bermeas was a disappointed man, could be disappointed, he could stop shouting and say, how can they, same people who they walk with Jesus, stop me from calling on him? Okay. So you can see that the, the weapon the devil uses is disappointment. And then the Jesus Christ said, don't stop him. Let him shout. Yes. And then he got his healing. And we have got so many people who are stopping people from shouting to receive their help from the prophets. But we will not give up. We will not give the devil a chance. Never, never. Because we believe God is still speaking today. True. And even if Jesus Christ said, you know, if, 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 uh, uh, if, uh, when he was giving a parable of a rich man in, in, in Lazarus, he said there was a rich man in Lazarus and they both died. And then apparently the rich man was in hell and this man who was poor, Lazarus, was in heaven. And then the Bible says when the rich man was burning in fire, he said when he saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham, yes. he shouted and said, May you send your servant to bring even a drop of water on my tongue. Mm -hmm. And Abraham answered and said, there's no visitation between the living and the dead. Then the Bible says, then he said, may you allow me to go back to the world of the living and I devise them. I mean to the earth and I devise them of this fire. And Abraham said, right down there, they are prophets. If the people shall listen to them, they shall not be where you are. Wow. Now, if Jesus Christ could give this parable... You mean what, means, what did Jesus answer? What did he say? He said... Right, he said, they are prophets. Right there. Right there. Right there. If they only listen... Oh, my God. When we talk about prophets, I don't mean... You know, the only problem we have with people with the understanding of the word prophets... Yes. It is they think prophets are people who... They live somewhere in the bush or the people who... They are so complicated... A prophet, there's no prophet without prophecy. Mm -hmm. So you can be a pastor and having the prophetic anointing. Mm -hmm. You're going to be an apostle having the prophetic anointing. Mm -hmm. What is the prophetic anointing? The prophetic anointing is the fact that you testify that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the spirit of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Now the Bible says in Revelation 19 verse 10, it says, And the testimony of Jesus, it is the spirit of prophecy. prophecy. So it's not about when you stand and you prophesy to somebody and say, you are so-so, you come from so-so, you live from so-so. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. As long as Jesus Christ is not behind that, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. But we are talking about Jesus Christ being mentioned and, or, or being the testimony mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So prophecy is not about when we tell people. Being a prophet is when you are there and testify and being the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's prophecy. So it is the spirit of prophecy that can rest upon pastors, upon people, upon individuals, upon, you know, we are prophets. I am a prophet, mm -hmm. but I'm pastoring a church. Mm -hmm. So I am pastoring, but the spirit of prophecy fell upon me, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm called a prophet. So it's not, it is, it is not what people think who prophets are. Mm -hmm. It is the spirit of prophecy behind it. Because you're going to call yourself a prophet. It's very easy. You know, talk is cheap. You're going to call yourself a prophet. But then people will be like, all right, let's listen. What is he going to prophesy? So prophecy is not about when you stand and then you, 
you say I'm a prophet, or when you stand and then you begin to talk people's names, mm -hmm. as long as Jesus Christ is on the source, I'm telling you, my brother, that's not a prophecy. Mm -hmm. That's not a prophesy, that is to prophesize. So, a prophecy, it is the spirit behind it. So, the first thing, it is the disappointment. If the devil uses disappointment, and the second day, it is discouragement. So, a major, maybe before you proceed, uh, what that is very powerful, man of God. Very, very powerful. And that's exactly what we need. All viewers everywhere, what we are here for is, whether you're a pastor and you're pastor in the church, whether you're an evangelist, you're evangelizing, yes. whether you're an apostle, you're leading the church, whether you're the teacher of the word, if the spirit of the Lord himself is with you, and in your teaching and in your pastoring, you testify the resurrection of Christ Jesus, and, and, and the glory of God. That is the speed of prophecy. And we are here, and the man of God is also here. We are not discussing about pastors and, and, and teachers. We are talking about someone being led by the spirit of the Lord. For they that are led by the spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. Thank you so much, Major, for putting it so well in we have understood it. And that now, is where we never understood for too long. And in order to make it, as I say, and I, I want this point to be passed to these people who are watching us, or to you who is watching us, wherever you may watch us from, where they're watching from Nigeria, where they're watching from South Africa, where they're watching from here, Malawi, where they're watching us from Namibia, or you're watching us from Egypt, from Ethiopia, or, we, or from uh, Italy, wherever you're watching us from. I want you to understand that there's the devil who is coming in these last days to discourage people. This is a second day, as I said, there are three days the devil yes. is using to destroy the prophetic movement. The second day the devil is using, it is what we call discouragement. Discouragement. That is, this is one of the best weapons the devil is using. You know, discouragement comes only when you are discouraged. So the devil has got so many words of how to hook people into discouragement. Mm -hmm. So he can use anybody to discourage you into the prophetic movement. Mm -hmm. People who have got a prophecy ahead of their life or who are moving in a life of prophecy or who are prophetic are people who the devil likes to discourage. And I want you to understand one thing. If we're reading the Bible, you'll find out that there are so many times where Moses was about to give up and say, God, why did you lead me? I mean, leading me with these people out of Egypt. But God said, Moses, I am God. Mm. You look at me because I am the same God who took you out of Egypt. And I, God, I'm going to take you to your destiny. Yes. So the discouragements the devil is using nowadays, he uses them. Because you have to understand that there are people who are sent by the devil to discourage people from the prophetic movement. People sent by the devil. To discourage, to discourage people. people. And in order to make matters worse, I remember when I was so young and then the spirit of prophecy fell upon me and I began to prophesy. The first people to discourage me were not Muslims and okay. were not Hindus. Okay. Were pastors and apostles. And they were like, no, this is not God. This is the devil. And they'll be like, no, you, you, you need some counseling. You need some deliverances. Because how can you mention somebody's phone number? They said you need deliverance. That's what we're talking about, the discouragement. And they wanted to stop you from ministering in that way.
and they were surprised. And they're so shocked to see how can this happen? Not how can you mention a name of someone? And, and what I've discovered is it's not that these people that don't know, they know. What people cannot do, they discourage. Okay. And what people they don't do, they don't want you to do it. And it's amazing to see how a pastor can, or an apostle can say, no, 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 no. I don't hear these prophets. They don't hear from God. They're just trying to manipulate people. And they want us to believe them, but the God spoke to them, but they are pastors. Because you don't be a pastor until God spoke to you that you're a pastor. Sure. You can't be a bishop if God didn't say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like they just heard that you're a pastor and God stopped speaking from that day. Okay. Because when, because when they hear someone, when they hear someone saying, I've heard it from God, they'll be like, no, 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 no. That's not God. That's not God. That's not God. Because, I mean, how did they hear? That the apostles and how do they hear they are pastors there how do they hear if if they are accusing or if they are discouraging the prophetic mm -hmm. it means them too they never heard from god so discouragement is one of the weapons the devil is using to discourage people and as you're watching this right now you must be very careful because it's not only we're not talking about prophet Bushiri no, 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 or no. prophet Ha. No, 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 no. We are talking about the prophetic destiny. You have a prophetic future, and you have a prophetic destiny. And there are so many prophets in your area or in your places. What the devil does, he will discourage you from the prophetic movement. The Bible talks about the sin of spirits, and now we are aware of that scripture. But then the Bible says, if the spirit does not testify, Jesus Christ came in the flesh. The word, if the spirit of that prophet does not testify or does not agree, that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, what the Bible trying to mean is Jesus Christ, when he came in the flesh, he lived this flesh, mm -hmm. and he never seen. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ lived this flesh, but he never hated anybody. Mm -hmm. He loved everyone, and he prayed for everyone, and he walked in the ways of God. So if a prophet does not testify that Jesus Christ is the Lord, it means he himself and his works are contrary to the testimony of how Jesus Christ lived in the flesh. Wow. So if the Bible says if the prophet does not testify or does not agree that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, meaning to say that the prophet himself must be the example of loving people, must be the example of prayer, must be the example of living in righteousness and holiness, and must be the example of living a life that is worth pleasing to God. So the Bible says in the last days there in shall the be first prophet. There shall be false yes, yes. And they shall come and they shall say, I am he. You know, that's where we differentiate what Jesus Christ meant on that, on that phrase. Because even before he was born, there were also false prophets. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And when he was born, there were also false prophets. Yes. So the word in the last days, it does not mean that in the, last, in, in the past, there were no false prophets. They, they were, were also there. there. And the Bible actually says it. And the Bible talks about it mm -hmm. in the book of, 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 of Ezekiel. It was about false prophets. So it talks about that in the book of Isaiah. It talks about that. So it's not that the, the first prophet shall come in the last days because when the last days and then every prophet is a first prophet. No. Mm -hmm. What Christ was trying to say was people must be so aware because when before Christ comes, there shall be so many people who shall come and say, I am he. 
And he, the Bible also says they shall perform many miracles. Many miracles. And this is the place where so many people, they confuse. I remember one time we had someone who came and was saying, I am a prophet of God. So this man was using some charms and some herbs. But charms. also, yeah, and he was also using the Bible. And charms he, he, and he, he could open the scripture and take some herbs and give people and say, you know, God says if you want to be healed, use this. And he was using the Bible. And he was using the Bible. But there were some charms and some herbs. Now this is what the Bible is talking about. There shall be people who shall come using my name, but they are not mine. Because there's no any other source apart from the source of Jesus Christ. All our ability is of God. There's no any extra power or no any additional source. No extra power. Apart from and the no Holy Spirit. No extra ability except that of Jesus. And if you do that, it means you are already out of the channel. Okay. The only problem we're having is the church. And, and you know, maybe if I, I explain about this, let me just finish with the last bit. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about the disappointment. Disappointment. And discouragement. I've, I've spoken about the discouragement. Now we're waiting for the last day. The last day is destruction. Destruction. This is one of the greatest weapons weapon the devil is using. So many people are destroyed. And you know, when you are destroyed, you may not know. For example, if you cut off the tree, if you cut off the tree and the tree falls down, right? You will not expect the tree to get dry in the same day. And it gets dry then Slowly and then. So there are so many people who are destroyed, I mean, they are, dis, are distracted, or the devils with the weapon of destruction, and they are distracted, and they cannot know they are distracted. Okay. Judas, he was a man who believed in God, and he so, believed so, so, so. in Jesus. Very, very. There are so many people who they think that Judas was just a man who... He just crucified, crossed like that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. There was a distraction that the devil used okay. to distract him from being among the disciples. Okay. And the distraction came through money. Wow. And the devil can use anything to distract you from what God wants you to become. And there are so many people who are distracted. You know, sometimes... You cannot want, because people, what people they forget is my salvation is not their salvation. And your salvation is not my salvation. Uh-huh. So people, they think that they'll go to heaven together. So they, they'll be like, you know, you know what, you know what, don't, don't go to church. You know, uh, don't believe in that prophet. Don't go to that prophet. And they don't know that every man of God or every person on earth, he has got a destiny connected to somebody. And those other people, they may have a certain man of God, who God has connected them in the future, or at that time that their future is going to be in, in line with, through that man of God, yet your future or your answer is in the hands of this man of God. So they may stop you, and they may go to another person and get their help. So the distraction spirit is what the devil is using nowadays. Okay. And this is so much in many churches, and so many people are distracted, and then they will be told, no, don't go to the prophet, don't go to the prophet, and don't go to the prophet. But I, I, one thing that I like arguing is what they say don't go to, and what happens to the, those men of God, they cannot do. It is so amazing. 
submission is not inferiority. Never. There's no any person who is powerful without being a powerful man of God or behind a woman him. of God behind him. Every person that is powerful and is serving God. And my spiritual father, Prophet Ben Angel, yes. told me one when he said, Son, if you cannot find a person, or I mean, if you can find a person who people can kneel to him and respect him as a man of God, but he has no one to kneel down to, then he has become an idol. But if he, that man of God... You, you can say that again. You can put that across again. We, what did he say? If you find a man of God who does not respect mm -hmm. another man of God, mm -hmm. but always res receives respect from the church, from the church, he has become an idol. He has become an idol. Because he has no one to, to respect. To. But if you find a man of God who, who submit to someone, people can respect him, mm -hmm. and he also goes to someone and, and respect and it means he's a man of God. Because you cannot, you cannot receive respect and you not having a man of God who you can recognize. Mm -hmm. And this is the most uh, popular problem with many, many men of God. Many, and many, they feel like, oh wow, like as I say, that my spiritual father told me that and he himself also submits to another man of God, Prophet Vida Boate. And the Prophet Vida Boate submits Duncan Williams. And the chain goes like that. So you, this one, so, I mean, so there's no one who is powerful. Mm -hmm. So you bow to another person, another one bows to another person, another person also bows to another person, another person also bows to another person. So that we remove the element of saying, I am me. So this is the problem. The prophetic ministry is very sensitive. And I want you to know this information. The prophetic ministry is very sensitive. If you don't have a person who can say, shut up, you have no right to tell somebody shut up. Because the, the, the authority of the prophetic, it is, all right, for example, if we talk about Elisha, he was submitting Elijah. And then we talk about Moses, he had Joshua. Joshua. And Joshua submitting to Moses. Joshua submitting to Moses. And then if you hear about Moses, the Bible says Moses was a man but who was so humble in Numbers chapter 12. Yes. And then the Bible says, I, God, and this is so amazing, you'll be so surprised with okay, this. Okay. I will make you Moses, a God in the eyes of Philip. And I'll make Aaron your prophet. Uh, yeah, you, I, I don't know if you hear that. Man of God, I'm hearing it, but it's so, it's so complicated. Can you, can you please put your cross so that I can understand? The Bible says, I will make you. That was God himself now talking. I'll make you God. I'll make you Moses. Moses. I, Moses. God is talking to me. That you, Moses, I will make you a God. And I will make you a God in the eyes of Philip. In the eyes of Philip. And then I will make Elon your prophet. Your prophet. And you can see there is something that you, you can get from there. Because if God just to say, I will make you a God in the eyes of Philip. Mm. And it ends there. Then Moses will begin to think, wow, I am God. I am God. In the eyes of Philip. And all these fellow believers there. So Aaron was a prophet. That's why when you read the Bible in the book of Numbers, chapter yes. 12, where Moses had sinned against God, yes. there was Aaron and Miriam who yes. were talking about what Moses had done. Yes. And God came down and said, whether he has sinned, 
But don't you know that Moses anointed? Yes. God never punished Elon. He only punished Miriam. Because Elon was appointed to be a prophet. He had the right to speak over the sin of Moses. Of Moses. Not Miriam. Okay. So powerful. Very, very powerful. It's only a spiritual father who has the right to speak about the mistake of a son. Because if their son speaks about it, and then he also comments, there is a curse that God puts upon your life. You may not see it within the same year or two years, but it's written. Whether they are seen or not, but he's the prophet. So God made Moses to submit to Elon. Mm-hmm. So no matter how Moses could hear about Elon doing or speaking, but God never punished Elon. Elon. Man of because God, he, was, he was a prophet over Moses. Very and Moses was a prophet over the people. Are you trying to say, man of God, that Miriam and Elon were discussing about Moses? Both of them. Both of them. And if God was to punish, he was supposed to punish both of them. Both of them. But God just ended up punishing this lady here. Because, Miriam. She, because she had no any spiritual authority. She never over, had spiritual authority over Moses. Over Moses. And only Elon had that spiritual authority over Moses. Probably, or let me say this, God himself said, I will make him your prophet. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you will have a say on your life. You, you have, have a say. You make a mistake, Elon will talk about you it. Shout out but if Elon talks to somebody, God will not punish Elon. He'll just come by somebody and say, I leave a case upon your life. And the healing, if you want to have, to, to, to have a healing, someone has to come with saliva and put on your face. Man of God, before, before you proceed, this is truly um, what can you say, Major, about, about, we need to understand about this. Uh, this is now media. We have a lot of millions in our churches and in our ministries. Man of God, let me take this opportunity. Who knows? We may redeem these millions. Or you may give us knowledge on how best we can handle ourselves. We have a lot of Miriams that are talking about Moses, who is a great man. And sometimes they also speak about Moses with Elon. What can you say about these Miriams? What, what is their start? Do the children, children in ministry have a right? Sons and daughters, do they have a right to shout at their father? All right. Um, maybe to, to, to answer this question very uh, short, one of the principles, I have got 10 principles that the Holy Spirit gave me. He told me, he said, never ever speak anything bad about any man of God. Because the man of God, he is not a man of God without the Holy Spirit. The only sin God will never forgive. It is a sin you sin against the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And any way you speak about, that's why Miriam didn't know what was behind Moses. Okay, okay, okay. That's number one thing. If you can sin against God, you'll be forgiven. If you can sin against Jesus, you'll be forgiven. But not the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, when Miriam spoke about Moses, God came down. Hmm. 
He didn't send a messenger or an angel. Not at all. He came himself. That is and God said, are yes. you not afraid? That's what... Are That's you yes. not afraid? That's the question. Are you not afraid to speak of a man who I, God, speak to face to face? That's if there's a prophet among you, which among them? Elon and Emilia. If there's a prophet among you, who was a prophet? Elon. Elon was a prophet. Was a prophet to Moses. Moses. If there's a prophet among you, I speak to him through dreams. So Elon could hear God through <laughs> dreams. So he could hear God through visions. But then the Bible says, if there's a prophet among you, not, not somewhere, but among, but among, among you, Miriam, and you, Miriam, if and there you is Elon. a prophet, and God said, if. If there is a prophet. If there's a prophet. So Elon was a Elon prophet. Was there. And he was a prophet. And he was a prophet. So God was speaking to him through visions. In other words, God was trying to say, Elon, to you, I speak to you in dreams. Yes, and visions. And visions. But Moses, but I not speak to him first to first. Like the way you are seated. So God yeah. said, were well, you not afraid? So which means, number one, God recognized the presence of a prophet among them. God himself recognized it. So he said, there's a prophet among you. Among you. So and it means Miriam is left alone. So God has, well, first of all, respected Moses. Then he has respected Elon. Then Miriam is alone. So God said, if there's a prophet among you, I speak to him through visions and dreams. Then what about Miriam? Miriam is not a prophetess. So God said, if there's a prophet among you, I speak to him through visions, but not with this, I mean, with Moses, I speak to him face to face. Mm -hmm. So Moses was not just a man. He was a, a prophet who could speak to God face to face. And this is the same man who God spoke to and through and helped him to redeem the children of Israel from slavery. So the only fear and the only problem we have with people who they stand and they comment about the Moses or anointed men of God, it is a curse that is imposed. You know, there are two kinds of curses. Tell me, man. There's a curse from Satan and there's a curse from God. Okay. A curse from Satan, a man of God can break it. You're going to go to any man of God, he can pray for you and break the curse, but not the curse from God. Not the curse from God. It is the same God who cursed you. And how can you go to a man of God to break it, to curse it? How can he someone can get be cursed, cursed by God? He must be cursed. That's why God said, I am not going to use Moses to heal Miriam. We are going to use a certain way. We want an old woman to go and put us alive on the face of Miriam for Miriam to be cleansed. Wow. Which means God cannot curse and the same God remove the curse. Wow. So the only curse, the best curse ever on earth that God gives, it is a curse where you insert the Holy Spirit. Because there's a man of God. It's not a man of you. He's a man of God. He's a man of God. So whatever happens behind that man, it is behind God. It's behind God. Not behind you. It is the same way, man of God, where the Bible says, do not touch my anointed ones. Now we are coming back. We are having a short break. And uh, we are going to continue talking about don't touch the anointed ones. And I believe you are being blessed wherever you are watching us. And we believe that God is touching you. And you are Thank learning you. secrets in the kingdom. Come on, let's Amen. put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your hands on the Lord Jesus Christ. 